I always tell people the light was always at the end of the tunnel. It's just how long was that tunnel was the one I couldn't tell. Oh no, you gotta say that again. <laughs> Run that back. Run that back. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Athletic Aesthetic, the podcast. This is episode 16. I got my co-host here for his first official co-hosting episode, Trey Tipton. Everybody welcome him. Come on. Like add some like sound effects in there. Yeah. So it's class. Yeah, man. I'm so glad to have you, uh, you know, join me on this journey. Like I said, like I had no idea going into this that it would lead to, you know, what it would lead to. But here we are, man. I'm, I'm really excited. You're like a brother to me in my life now. And, and uh, you know, I'm super, super grateful to be, you know, joining forces with you. And, um, you know, if you have anything good to say about me now, you know, you can now's say the time. Yeah. So, no, I'm very, <laughs> no, very glad to be here, man. I'm, I'm very, very excited to be a part of Athletic Aesthetic. I think it's one of the things where we're going to take over, man. It's, it's bound to happen. It's been bound to happen for a long time now. Um, God put us in position to be together as friends, bro, and as brothers, and I hope that we can make this thing the best thing that we could possibly make it, man. I'm very excited. Yeah, we can make a big difference with this channel and with this this group of people that, you know, are part of this community now, not only just with the exhibit, but with, like, you know, the viewers and the subscribers. So if you're here, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, please keep sharing this podcast. We have a really great episode today. Uh, we got David Allen, um, you know, local here to Pittsburgh, fashion icon, um, works with celebrities and, um, you know, like you said, 90% of his clients are just normal everyday people, yeah. 10% are celebrities, but the 10% that he has are some powerful, uh, powerful, powerful people. So powerful, man. Yeah. Dudes from Ringle right in your area, man. Yeah. Play that Duquesne football player, bro. Just all around good guy. Yeah. What was your favorite part from the, the conversation? Man, it's just knowing how passionate he is about moving forward. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like not too many people, once something happens to them, they get very scared of, what they could do in the future. And, and you could tell that David never stopped, man. No matter what the situation that arrived or came about, man, he just made sure to keep moving forward. Yeah, just a good dude, man. Like, we met him for the first time at the exhibit. Uh, I know I did. And, um, yeah, just dude, like, radiates. Like, you know, like, you know, good energy when he comes into the room. He makes the room a better place. So the conversation was great. It was awesome. Uh, another, like, you know, housekeeping thing here that I want everybody to know about is since we're joining forces to go back on that conversation, we decided to create an Instagram. Uh, for the podcast so go check that out at athletic aesthetic pod uh, on all platforms TikTok, instagram you know all that we'll still host the youtube channel here on the bc2 art channel um but yeah we'll, you know go follow that show some love to that page we're gonna be like showing some collabs on there or whatever so definitely check that out get um, on that don't waste time you know you see it you know you like our faces make yeah. sure you get your butt over there and, and follow us we'll be doing some giveaways on there some merch giveaways stuff like that to like you know get everybody hyped up get, you know us, I mean? get us over to the you know we got to grow that channel so we've been able to grow this this uh you know this this youtube channel um organically over the last year and i think now you know now's the time to launch an instagram and make it official and Let's do all do that it. stuff so um but yeah man super excited about today's episode um, was there anything else we were supposed to get into here in the intro? I think there is something else. I don't know what it could be. Is it? Didn't you, didn't you go to a sneaker show the other day? Oh, yeah. No, I, I was actually asking. <laughs> Am I forgetting? To, is that what I was supposed to do? That's what you, I thought I wasn't even, like, teeing you up to, like, set me up on a transition there. I was, I was literally just... like, is there something <laughs> that I'm forgetting right now? <laughs> Hey man, listen. Why don't we, we should do this in the we should do this in the outro though. The outro. So after the so we did a sneaker swap event here in Pittsburgh. We'll be posting some content of that too. That's where I was going with this to the new Instagram. There you go. We, yeah, we interviewed some people there. Good ass people. We man. need bloopers, bro. We, we'll get some bloopers. <laughs> we need bloopers. We'll get some bloopers. But we raffled these kicks off. Um, we'll show you 
after the interview. Okay. We'll pick a winner. Pick the winner. Sound good? All right. Well, without further ado, this is episode 16, Athletic Aesthetic Podcast. Let's get it. Boom. <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm excited to have you here. Um, you know, I, I feel like we met, what, at the exhibit, right? It was yeah. the first time we actually officially met in person. But yeah, I just want to, you know, have you in here today, just kind of like talk to you about some of the stuff you're doing, some of the stuff you, you have upcoming, and, and also just learn a little bit more about you as a person. Uh, you know, what, what, you know, why you're passionate about fashion, you know, where you got your start, all that stuff. Uh, I'm sure Trey's, you know, got a, a million questions. We, we FaceTimed last night and I was like, you know, just in talking to him, he's like, bro, I have so many questions for him. Like, it's like such an <laughs> he interesting got, dude. You got some of them over there. Like, I ain't going to lie. Pretty sure you guys already were meeting for like 15 minutes. Yeah. So you guys probably already got like a little mini podcast in. <laughs> some work out there, bro. You missed some good quality work right there. We had some good conversation. For sure. For sure. Well, thanks for coming in. Of course, in. man. Um, I mean, just to get things started here, maybe just give them just a little rundown of, you know, uh, you know, where you're from, you know, maybe like your upbringing, like what was that like, um, you know, or sports, you know, what was your involvement in that? Yeah, so I grew up in uh, Finleyville, Pennsylvania. So I went to Ringgold High School and i um, youngest of three. So I have an older brother, older sister and uh, played sports my whole life. Always super competitive with different things. Um, football was probably the longest sport that I played from a career standpoint, like 14, 15 years. Um, and um, yeah, fa I, as a as a young child, I always appreciated style and everything. But I, you know, you don't, we we didn't grow up very very wealthy or anything. So um, you know, for me, style was what I put together at sporting events or you know, matching the the stuff that you have going to school, elementary school, middle school high school but I always cared about presentation what it looked like right. um, how the fit was all those things yeah um, were you swagged out on the field too yeah we were talking about yeah, that earlier he had the bands, he had I just I always liked it man it was look good feel good play good in sports well, and um, I actually saw that on your website that you kind of used that terminology you said look good feel good uh, something else on the side I forget what it was like I should know. Do good. I think you actually said look good feel good do good yeah. on the site I was like okay I see the little reference Ooh, there hard. yeah like yeah man I just the one thing about fashion and it's just it's powerful mm. and it's one of those things that it's it's such an investment into yourself that people don't realize the power of the value in it and um, man it could be the difference of getting a job not getting a job get, going on a date getting a girl getting you know whatever it may be um, the respect that you you earn based off of the presentation that you have is so powerful and I that's one thing that I just we're trying to really change the culture and the mindset in Pittsburgh um, and throughout the country uh, as we continue to expand. But Pittsburgh being home has never really been a fashion city right. or, or a place known for fashion, especially from, from a men's standpoint. So we're, we just try to build it up and be different and, and, and make it a little bit cool to want to dress up and, and play the part. But yeah. um, grew up in the South Hills, went to um, Duquesne University for college, played football for two years there. So Duquesne, did you play, I'm trying to think, who's the rapper that played there? Did you play with Wale? He played it. Um, he played against us, but he was at Robert Morris. Robert Morris, I yeah. thought he was in Duquesne. Okay. Yeah, so he played one year at Robert Morris. I think it was probably around the same time. Yeah, yeah. We're I think we're all, we're the same age or a year. I just learned that that he played. I didn't even know he played college football. Yeah, yeah he was a dog of a running back, wasn't he? he I think he was a wide receiver for okay. RMU. Yeah. I can't remember. Anyways. Yeah. yeah, he he played the year before I got to Duquesne, okay. so I think he might be a year older than me or something gotcha. like that. But yeah, I went to Duquesne. Man, played uh, just played two years. What did you play? Strong safety. 
yeah, I played football there um, or, and free safety, switched up. But um, didn't get along with the coaches, realized I wasn't going to the NFL. Hey, man, <laughs> same team here. <laughs> Do you went to Duquesne? No, just coaches, coaches and realizing you weren't going to the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hey, was I'm it, over here too. <laughs> I played D2 football okay, at that, West Liberty oh, in, nice, dude. Yeah. in West Virginia. Yeah. And so me and Trey have actually bonded over our, um, you know, ability to, to look back and be like, we got shortchanged. <laughs> it's it's weird, man. I, I was convinced when I was younger that, you know, I just, I loved working out and I loved, I loved putting in the effort. Yeah. So all summer it was, you know, I'd be at the gym and then I'd go to the track, three hour, four hour workouts every yeah. single day. But then when I got to college, I just didn't take it serious. I was partying, I was drinking all the time. Yeah. Um, I just didn't care. And, you know, I just, I lost the love of, of right. you know. A lot of people do that when they get to the college. Cause I mean, high school, you know, I mean, now you got NIL, but you know, when we were in high school, it was like, it was for the love of the game. That's sure. why you played, you know? And I'm not saying NIL takes that away, but like, you know, um, there's a lot of money involved in it. So yeah. there's a lot of incentive to play, but you know, when you go to college, it does become more, you know, that's first time it really became a business, you know, sure. and, um, you know, for me, it was, it was a struggle too. It was like, I don't know, what, what did you go to school for? Uh, well, I, I was all over the place. I went to school for accounting, um, then finance and then marketing. So I just, I didn't do well in college. So as my grades kind of deteriorated, um, mm. I had to kind of figure out what, what, Hey, I can't do finance. I just struggled there. And then I went to accounting, failed accounting five times. Um, so I knew I was like, I can't get into accounting. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just, what can I get as a degree just to get out yeah. of school as easy and quickly as possible? And that's, yeah. you know, my sophomore year, I had a point four and a point six. Nice, dude. Um, and that's when I <laughs> ended up quitting football after that because I was just like, yeah, it was bad. You said a point four? Yeah, 0. 0.4 and a Brad, 0. Listen, 0. listen, you just didn't show up. <laughs> I didn't get a five for enrolling in the classes, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you just didn't go to class. Like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it was brutal. I, that was because my freshman year, I had like a 3.0 or something. I was like, all right, that's cool. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, I. I failed accounting, um, man. I, I didn't go to class. I did, I just played video games yeah. and partied and drank and um, it was it was didn't even go to finals. Like it was just yeah. I didn't care. So where'd your hunger come from? I think my entire life, like I I never really had somebody that I reported to or worked for that I felt like should have been in that role mm. to tell me what to do in certain capacities. I just trust myself a lot and I always believed in myself. Right. Um, so I, I, I think a lot of it is just, it was just grandfathered into my DNA and who I am as a person. Um, I don't know, I don't know what triggered that. I right. know my, my pops was very disciplined. Like, you know, growing up as a child, there was no sleeping in. Like mm. if I went to a friend's house in middle school and, and I stayed up or high school, stayed up all night and didn't go to sleep. Like we weren't allowed to take naps on the weekends. It was, you're up at seven o'clock, 7.30. Mm. You're helping out with the yard work. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, mm. we got up, go to church. So that we had 8 a.m. church when I was younger. So it was like, it was super early. Right. Um, and then when I, you know, I'd see my dad out in the yard working and I would feel guilty. Dude, I had that same thing. I'd always have like, my dad was kind of like passive aggressive in that yeah. nature where he would just go outside and start working right outside my bedroom window. So it was super loud. And then I'd be like, what is he doing? You know, like, like weed whacking and stuff. And I'm like, Bro, this dude is weed whacking the screen window, I feel like, <laughs> because it's so loud. And, you know, then you'd get that, like, knock on your door from your mom be like, you should really go help your dad. And you're like, I'm going. Like, I, I can hear. I can't sleep I'm now. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. I, I, we were, my dad, both my parents, man, very disciplined. Um, I wouldn't be where I am without that initial structure. Um, right. You know, my, my dad just, he's that type of dude that just works. Right. Um, and that was something that I just I saw from an early age growing up. And I realized, like, 
you know, in the 90s, I, my dad lost his job three or four times and, mm. um, you know, didn't realize it until I got older that we were, you know, my parents really worked their ass off to make ends meet. Yeah, come on, man. And you, you appreciate it far differently as you get older. Right. Um, and I actually, um, um, fun fact is I'm buying my parents a car next week. So Dude. it's like, I, ca- I went to lunch with them the other day and like this, this was a goal of mine was like, I want to be able, cause they'll never that's spend amazing, money on it. That's, that's, that's a dream of mine. That's, that's awesome. I'm so That happy. was the first thing I wanted to do once I kind of got to a level was like, yeah. I want to really take care of them cause they'll never spend money. They want to yeah. save it, save it. It's that generation. Right. Yeah. And for me, it's like, Hey, you, you did a good job with your three children. Let us, let us handle ourselves yeah. and let us take care of you. Um, so that was like something big for me and, and, um, but yeah, I mean, I, to the, to the point of all this, like I, I wouldn't be doing a lot of this if I didn't have that discipline kind of built in. Um, and at the same time you have to take it and run with it too. Cause there's a lot of people that have that structure and they just kind of shit on it and don't do anything with it. Yeah. Very Um, true. So, you know, I don't, there's a mixture of, of just who I am, environment I grew up in, and I don't know where the where the there's, there's really no like cookie cutter way to get to success. Like every like you said, like some people have a strict upbringing and they they revolt against that. Some people have a very religious upbringing and then they revolt against that. And I feel like there's just key moments in everybody's life that you know it really just drastically however you respond to it ch- can change the whole trajectory yes. Yes. of yeah. of your life. Do you remember maybe like one of those moments where you were like, wow, that my life's different now. Like, mm. um, I'm excited for this one because we had this right before he came in. This is what we were trying to find out. Yeah, man. You know, I, I've always felt that I had something that I should be doing more in my life. Um, didn't know what that path always was. Right. M- middle school, high school, <laughs> college. Uh, I just felt like my purpose was bigger than what I was always doing. Mm. Um, there's not a specific moment that I've ever had where it was like, hey, this is it or this is whatever. Um, cause I'm not anywhere near where I want this to go. And, and we haven't built enough of a community around what we're trying to do, but you know, I'm fortunate through this journey, you know, we've been able to have two people, I have a marketing agency as well, full time, two full time employees or teammates, business partners of mine that now we're able to leave their corporate job and go do this full time and, and, and do very well for themselves. Um, you know, I have three other people on the suit side and the stylist side that have now been able to influence their lives and change their lives. And, um, you know, we've donated about $250,000 to charities in the last on, five dude. years, six years. That's crazy. Um, so that was something from year one, even when we were broke and just grinding it out, was like we always wanted to take care of the community. So for us, it's like there's nothing really that one thing. Um, I just wrapped up two movies with uh, John Cena. We're doing all the in, in actual clothing for the in-movie portion. Wow. And I was telling Trey earlier, like, that's that is equivalent as someone saying, hey man, I bought a suit off you, it was the best suit I ever bought, or someone saying, hey man, like I've seen your stuff, like keep going, really cool stuff. So from that standpoint, it all touches differently. Yeah. Um, And it all feels differently. And and, um, it just makes me wanna continue to push and help people. I've, I've had people early on message me and tell me to kill myself on social media. I've had, people say, hey, I've been following your journey and I've been able to face demons in my life. I've been able to face my, my mom. I had a gentleman that's probably in his mid-60s that messaged me a couple years ago and said, you, you allowed me to face demons with my mom and how she treated me as a child. And mm. like, I was able to confront her and he's in his 60s. Like, mm. um, or yeah. he was probably in his 50s at the time. You know, so it's, you just realize the psychology of hu- uh, human nature mm-hmm. and you get good, you get bad. Yeah. Uh, you just got to learn how to filter that out. But 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, man, I'm just going with the flow right now. Yeah, I mean, you really, I don't know if Sammy I mean, to cut you off. I don't know if you're about to ask something, but um, the like, you really embody like something that I believe in truly is that like, you know, we have things we're passionate about, 100%. whether it's sports, whatever. And Trey was, you know, he has a piece of content that I always refer to that I love. And he talks about separating like your identity from like what you do. And like, you know, you're an athlete, but that's not all of you. For sure. And so like your fashion is what you're passionate about and your business and, and growing that, but it's really just your vehicle to connect to people and 100%. better other people's lives. And you embody that more than, you know, anybody I've crossed paths with in the last year. That, yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really grateful to have you in here today, but, um, but yeah, so to go back though, I noticed you said you, you went to Ringgold. I went to Elizabeth Forward. Okay, yeah. I actually, I could throw a rock and hit Ringgold High School right now from where I live. Okay, So I, I knew I you said that, you were back in the valley area. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm like, I hear the drums when they're practicing Friday Night Lights, dude. <laughs> yeah. Joe Montana Stadium, Yeah, for dude. sure, man, for uh, sure. The great Joe Montana, <laughs> Montana. Yeah, I got bad memories there though. My senior year, um, we lost that game and that game is what kept us out of the playoffs my senior year. Okay. And there was like a really missed call that we re reason why we lost the game. So I have a little bit of a hatred. I can't go watch Ringgold games. Cannot like you can't be around you. Don't want to see you. Yeah, Keeps yeah. it with you for a little I'm bit. I'm just going to homeschool my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I'm curious, man, because you were talking about your parents and you were talking about how much they played a big role in your life, right? Were they your heroes growing up and are they still considerably your heroes now? Yeah, man, I, um, everything that I have in my life is because of them. Mm. Um, and it's because of us, like I saw my parents sacrifice, like in every aspect of the word sacrifice for, for me and my siblings to never feel a certain way right. um, and to always do what was right. right. And that was one thing I'm very, very appreciative and proud of. Like it didn't matter if it was the hard thing to do, you always had to do the right thing. So it's just seeing that at such a young age, man, like that that's the foundation of life. And right. what we talked about with the community and trying to help other people, right. if it wasn't for that just being beat into my, my mind over time and like, hey, you're allowed to make mistakes, but own up to it. Right. Uh, and that that's something I try to carry into my adult life now more than ever is like I I thrive on having difficult conversations. Right. Because if you can't, if you're not capable of having a difficult conversation with me, we probably shouldn't even be in, in the same room together because we're humans and right. we fuck up sometimes and that's okay. Right. But the only way to fix something is communication. And whether it's a personal relationship, whether it's a business relationship, you're gonna have to have difficult conversations. 100%. And, and I, I like that, you right. know, and I enjoy that because it's hard and I was never good at this. Like right. this was something that took me until probably the last five, six years yeah. to really want to, to, to face that. Is this almost like you want to keep the people in your life? 100%. And it's like, if I have this difficult conversation, there is a chance that they're they're going to go. Yeah. And, and like, you got to kind of get to a point where you're just okay with that and you make peace with that. And, you know, yeah. but, but leading up to that, it can be very stressful depending on like who that relationship is or like, you know, uh, you know, what that, like, there's like a lot of like potential for that, you know, relationship. And that's why you want to have that hard conversation. That's what makes it so difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in business, I feel like, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it. I'm learning like difficult conversations and I, I try to avoid them at all costs, yeah. <laughs> but I'm learning I can't, you know, and, 100%. and I'm getting more comfortable with having them. Yeah. We, we just had, um, some, uh, this one movie I was doing for Cena, uh, we just had the biggest mistake in, in company history and it, it could have cost me everything. And, um, so we, we did a movie where they needed a certain product, a certain suit, and they bought like 20 something of those suits, just the same one, repeat for stunts and all that stuff. And 
they, um, the try-on was supposed to be on a Monday, and they were started filming the Monday after. Well, we had a little hiccup on manufacturing, so we didn't get the product to him till that Wednesday, Ooh. which now you're really cutting down in case there's an issue. Well, the suit somehow, man, the, our software never happened before. It pulled my measurements and, and, and made the suit for Cena, for Cena out of my <laughs> measurements. So he put the jacket on. I got the video right during the try-on, and he tells me in the video, uh, essentially, he's like, hey, David, you know, I've been singing your praise, and the costume department's with him, and he's on a backdrop because it's the try-on sec um, section. And he's like, David, I was singing your praise, but he goes, this video is probably going to be a little disturbing for you, and my stomach just dropped, and he puts the suit on, and he puts his arms together, and it just tears between the sleeves, and now I have to, you know, Monday's filming, and I don't know how the hell we're going right, to turn around all time. this, and then on top of that, not only are we not going to be able to make this, the shipping times five or six days to get mm. that product to him but I you know we kind of collectively got together but to, to the the difficult conversation portion I had to get on zoom call with the costume department all these people that paid me a lot of money to to provide this product and um, and at the end of the video John and I have a really good relationship but he, he basically said you know we shoot we start shooting in five days he goes challenge to you Mm. Um, which was cool, right? Uh, um, but it didn't help the fact that I was like sick to my stomach. Yeah, I'm sure. And we ended up um, problem solving. We cr cranked out all the product in about two days. <laughs> and then I flew somebody from Thailand who had a visa to the States to bring in the product. And they had to bring it in through customs, which... Yeah, so we, we <laughs> there was also the chance that customs would, would Bro, stop I'm sweating <laughs> thinking about this. Yeah. So let's talk about the mentality then, man, because you could tell that football player is still inside you. For sure. Right, because yeah. he said the challenge to you. And I know although you're nervous, <laughs> right, in your head you're like, all right, bet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like we're competitors. Yeah. And I always talk about in the sense of like the athlete never leaves, right? The opportunity to compete never leaves. Although we are doing different things in our lives, right, as soon as a challenge or an obstacle comes awry, right? Yeah. Why do athletes always find a way to be like, you know what, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And that's why I've always had such a high appreciation to anybody who had played a sport before or has continued to play sports because if you put them in any realm of life, it's go time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, although it wasn't the best opportunity, man, you did everything you could to get it right. Yeah. And you were willing to go to the wit's end. If this is going to break me, it's going to have to break me before I quit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's huge, man. And that's something that I, I commend you for. Appreciate that. But my second question is, and it's a very quick question, is to let all the younger viewers out there know, man, is like how hard is it to do the right thing and how important is it to do the hard thing to do the right thing? How hard is it to do the right thing um, is is once you build it into you, it's the easiest thing. Mm. Because like, there's not another option. Mm. There's just, yeah. when, you, when you, it comes with routine and it comes with practice, right. but I just, the, the right thing is always the right thing. Mm. And that's like, the, you break it down that way, what are you gonna, you know, you're gonna salvage something temporarily because you don't do the right thing? Right. No, it's like, hey, this, you can't operate that way. Because what happens is the minute you don't do what you're supposed to do, you lose trust. Mm. And I, I just, once you lose trust, especially with me, it's like how I operate with people is that every single person I run into, I give them 100% respect, okay? I'll never be disrespectful to anybody, but from a, if you're going to associate with me standpoint or if I'm going to invest any time with you, you, you get 100% of my respect. 
if you do something to take that respect from 100 to 90, you've already fallen out of the category of me being able to trust you. Right. Now that doesn't mean you're a bad person. That doesn't mean you just didn't simply make a mistake. I always keep certain things and see how people react around that. But you, the lack of respect or lack of whatever you get from me is a decision that you make by showing me how you maneuver. Because right. I don't operate that way. Right. Yeah. I always do everything the right way, respectfully, to take the high road in any situation. Uh, and that's just kind of how I live my life and how I built the business. Right. But the right way is always the right way. Mm. Um, and that's something that I just don't think a lot of people understand the power in that. Uh, because at the end of the day, for all of us, we have one thing, and that's our word. And right. how, we, how we kind of move through life. And there are people that dislike me. I know that. A lot of people that don't know me may feel a certain way about me because of perception or, or whatever. But I'll do anything for anybody. I'll help anybody I possibly can. But I also am at a point in life where like not everybody gets my time and you have to really pick and choose because time is very limited. Right. And um, I, I, I love nothing more than ever than helping somebody trying to build something because I didn't have that in the beginning. So if I could connect to a young entrepreneur or somebody just battling something in life and I could give them a half an hour uh, and just kind of, hey, let's talk through this. Let's see what we could do to help. Yeah. There's nothing better than that. Right. But I want to have the choice to do those things too. Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. Anymore. I'm like, I'm just looking at like what we're doing here. And like, I feel so I've, I've, you know, like I said, I did some research. I watched like a podcast you did recently and you start, you talked about, you got your start in, uh, you started doing ties yeah, yeah. and working with like, uh, country clubs and trying to sell them ties with the logos on it, which do you still have any of those? I, I think I have some laying around somewhere. Um, <laughs> I need to get an original David Allen tie. I think I might have a couple laying around. I have to figure out where, where they would be. But I should save them just because it's part of the story. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, That'll be like in like a display case somewhere. Yeah, someday. yeah. no, we, you know, there's a lot of things for the future. My, my goal is, you know, to take this to a $100 million business. Uh, we have a lot of cool stuff on the horizon um, in, in the growth of the business and mm -hmm. where we're going directionally. Um, you know, we've had opportunity in the past for Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, things just didn't make sense at the time. And now the way business has evolved from the, the digital targeting right. standpoint and the yeah. big box stores have shifted so much. Um, you know, we're looking at, uh, I was telling you guys earlier, we're looking for our, our, our forever home in Pittsburgh. Um, and then after that, we, we start kind of banging outside of Pittsburgh and go to Florida. Um, we're going to look into Columbus, Ohio, and then also like Miami, Lauderdale-ish area or kind of the next two targets for what we're trying to do. Nice. Well, we'll come down uh, and we'll do a live podcast. We'll launch this <laughs> for down sure. in Florida. For Just sure. let us know. We'll Just do it in the know. winter months for you too. So All on the pavement groups, Don. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Shout Appreciate out to you, Brian. Hey, shout out to you. No, but yeah, man, it's, um, the future is bright. It's exciting right now. And, um, man, just to, to be a part of something that every day you don't know what the hell is going to happen when you wake up and there's new opportunities every day that kind of knock on the door. And, um, er, you know, I go to WrestleMania next week, which is in L.A., so I get to connect with a lot of celebrities out there. Yeah. We've built our bread through through WWE yeah. early on. Did you grow up watching, like, wrestling at all, or was it more so, like, later in life that it I didn't watch. I mean, as a kid until probably like sixth, seventh grade, I watched it. I was really big into it. And then I, I did not watch it until I started really getting into business with those guys. And um, But I don't watch it now either. It was just more of an awareness thing. And I haven't spent a ton of time with them. They, they reached out to me recently to do some style work for them and work with some of their other talent. Right. Um, just purely from helping them kind of style their appearance and their image. Yeah. But outside of that, man, we've been so busy. You know, 90% of our business is non-celebrity. Right. But we are fortunate to have that 10%. It's a pretty big number of yeah, people right. that we work with. 
So WWE was kind of the flagship that I got connected with when I started my business and then just started navigating the, 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 the reins of WWE and connecting because there was an opportunity from an athlete, from a celebrity component right. of all that stuff. And then yeah. a big push in our, our world in the beginning was just gobble up as many celebrities as we could because then it was a credibility standpoint. Right. And then once you get the credibility, then people trust you a little bit more. Yeah. So that was kind of our, our, our launch pad. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, you know, I look at, I think it's easy to look at someone like yourself from the outside, maybe someone that just, you know, you know, has a, has a normal, normal job, you know, and you know, see someone chasing their dreams and their passions. Um, but, um, you know, I think about that and, and you look at someone like yourself, you're like, you've made it, you're there. But the truth is like, I know like I'm, you know, people look at me and say like, I made it, I'm there. And I know, I feel like I'm not even close to where, like, what is, what is, what is your, your business look like when it's a hundred million dollar business? Like what is, what is the big goal for you? Yeah. I don't think like, I don't think it looks anything different than what we have right now. You know, more locations, more people wearing our clothing, more people knowing about us. But at the end of the day, like I'll never be where I want to go. It's just the, you know, and the athlete that mm -hmm. we talked about, like there's always work to do. And I think that keeps you grounded. And I think that keeps you mm -hmm. humble to want to continue to be successful. Right. You know, this, I always show people, I, um, so this was my bank account in 2017 was negative $86 and 40 cents. And then this one here, one, one of the girls that I work with, she's Lebanese and we always talk about, um, and we always talk about like, do you know any Arabic? Uh, so I got that tattooed in Arabic on my arm. Okay. Okay. So that's, I told her if she ever did a hundred thousand in one month in sales, I'd get a hundred thousand tattooed in Arabic on my arm. <laughs> she did a hundred thousand. So the opposite side of where I got that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I got that on my body, obviously, because it was such an important, impactful right. time yeah, of my life. Yeah, to go from negative to... Yeah, and, and this was a couple years ago, too. And, and to be at a point, man, where, where business is going really well and I could buy, you know, a lot of things and I could travel and come and go as I please. Right. It, it just, I'm more motivated now and I'm more protective of my finances now and I want to help more people now than I ever have. Right. Mm. And that's the blessing of it. So I just think... You know, you get to a point where I'll never retire. I'll never stop doing this. I love this more than anything. If, and and the, the fact of the matter is this is a vehicle to connect with really cool people. Mm. You know, guys like you guys, guys that are trying to build stuff, guys that are um, already doing things, right. you know, men and women, right? People in general, but, or, you know, charities that you can connect with. Steel City Impact, we donated money to their fashion show last year. Yeah. One of our clients gave them 25,000. We gave them 11,000 on top of that. Mm. Um, you know, so it's like, to be able to make an impact in people's lives right. or even just to inspire in the smallest, smallest way. But also like even you never know what somebody's going through and if they could pick up something from you, how you move, how you act, how you, how, how you navigate the world and it, it makes them say, you know, I'm not going to hurt myself today or, you know, I'm going to work a little harder today. Right. This is only a hiccup in my life or, you know, at the end of the day, the three of us, four of us sitting here, like, there's a lot of people that have it way worse than us. Right. Like, and you can always say that. There's always somebody that has worse than you do. And, and I think keeping that mentality keeps you really dialed in because uh, we do have one opportunity right. in this. So like, I'll be 40 in, in a couple years. Like, that's, that's crazy to me to even hey, say man, that. It's coming up. Yeah, hey. it's wild. And, but I'm happier than I've ever been and I'm in yeah. a better situation than I've ever been. Right. I'm able to help more people now than I ever have. And I wanna, you know, I, I, you, know you just had a child a couple months ago? Yes, month I had ago? my uh, second child uh, right before the exhibit that's in February. Thought, yeah. he was, his birthday's January 7th. Yeah. Almost he, forgot he, it for he, a second. 
EC3. Yeah. Then, yeah, and I have a daughter who's, uh, she'll be four this summer. Good. So like that to me is like the pinnacle of life, right? Being able to take your mindset, what you've learned, the things you've experienced and pass that on to somebody. And I don't have that yet. And that's my next, like, that's the real rewarding thing that right. I'm waiting for in my life. And I can't wait to, so I, I see that with you and the things that you've posted and, and that, that drives me, that motivates yeah, me man. to want to be better and everything. Right. So it's, it's cool to see that. I mean, I'm humbled to say that, it, <laughs> to, to hear you say that. Right. <laughs> he said, I, I inspired David Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Not true. Podcast over. <laughs> I mean it, man. It's like, that's the definition of life and, right. and being able to, to just appreciate this and share this with right. people. Like, none of this matters at the end of the day. I don't care about the car I drive, the house right. I go, walk into. Like, if it's just me. Yeah. So it's my, the point of that. my uh my favorite picture from the exhibit is my daughter looking over the railing at like all the people and like the paintings and like because like for me I mean I grew up not with not a lot of money either same thing like I remember my dad my dad passed away when I was 24 and he had like a blue collar job his whole life you know um and but I never knew how much we struggled growing up they just you know they got it done and um you know I had a good life so you know I look at that and I and but I'm grateful that I had the upbringing I had and like watched him, you know, go to work at 3 a.m., pour concrete, work on job sites, come home exhausted because he would always like, you know, find time to like, you know, encourage me to, you know, never give up on my dreams. Cause he's like, you can always fall back on this. You can always do this. You can always do a trade or, or, or whatever. So why don't you like, you know, so uh, I remember when he passed away and we were like burning old mail, like going through stuff. And I came through like some of his old pay stubs and I, I like opened that up and I was like, isn't that crazy though, bro? Like you never realize on how much you actually struggled. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, cause even when you struggle, you ain't know you were struggling. Yeah. You just, I'm living my life. You know what I mean? But your parents are out here doing everything they can yeah. to provide for you. So that leads me to my next question, right? Cause you say you have such a high belief in yourself. Was there ever a time where you didn't believe in David? Or not didn't believe in David, David wasn't feeling his best? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of times where that happens. Uh, did I ever doubt myself that I couldn't make it work? No, mm. just there wasn't an option. So it's like, there's no need to even put that in your space. Mm. Like there's not a single time where even when this shit was happening, there wasn't a time where I was like, I'm not gonna make it. The, I always tell people the light was always at the end of the tunnel. It's just how long was that tunnel was the one I couldn't tell. Oh no, you gotta say that again. <laughs> Run that back. Run that back. Run that back. Yeah, but it's 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 that was the biggest analogy that I put it. And now I, now I'm at a point where I'm through the tunnel. Mm. Now it's just what are you gonna do with the city that you're trying to build? And that that's kind of how I look at it from a standpoint of where you are and what you're trying to accomplish. Do you want to build a small little town, you know, in a little suburb? Do you want to build one of the big metropolis areas and, and have this crazy city and do something really cool? Well, either of those are a win because I've been able to build something that I like doing and I enjoy doing on a daily basis. Um, I get to have fun with people that I like. Mm -hmm. I get to do business with people that I like. Not all money is good money. And I turn clients down because it's just the relationship just right. not make sense, doesn't right. make sense. So I think from that standpoint, it's like I never doubted it. Even when things were hard, even when I did national debt relief on my personal credit cards and I was getting harassed by credit card collections and my credit was in the 500 range. Um, you know, I, I'd come home and my power was shut off, my gas was shut off, my water was shut off. Mm. Um, I could have asked for help at that point and I just chose not to because I didn't want to. Mm. Yeah. It was my decision to put myself in that spot, so it was my decision to also get myself through that. Mm. And I, just, I, I always knew that if we just kept connecting the dots, 
things would work out for us. Yeah. Man, that's definitely respected from over here, man. And I know Vinny as well, being a young entrepreneur, right? We look for people who have done what we are trying to do, right? And then on top of that, we're trying to get to a specific level. And uh, I commend you for not only not quitting, but for keep going forward, Thank right? You, man. Because uh, there's times that we all go through where going forward is hard, right? It's not considered something that we always want to do. You know what I mean? Because the, the in front of us is so difficult, yeah. so hard, right? But when you find that mentality inside yourself and you're just like, there's nothing that's stopping me from getting what I want. Yeah. This could be hard. That's fine. That's all right. Yeah. But I'm not stopping until I get what I want. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the people that we look for, you know what I mean? And try to be a part of their journey and part of their history. So that leads to my next question, man. Like, what do you see in the city that you want to see more of? I think, you know, kind of what we talked about earlier, man, I'd like to see more of a community with people. And I think we're, you know, we're struggling as a society and a, and a country. Just there's an, an evolution happening right now between humanity. And I just wish there was more people and more resources for each other to kind of navigate the world that we live in. It's disheartening and stuff, but, you know, I think a lot of it's the negative, negativity that the media just makes you look like it's worse than it really is. Because, yeah. you know, I meet guys like you guys on a regular basis, just yeah. good human beings. Yeah. And that's the vast majority of my experiences with right. people. And Pittsburgh's been tough to see the, you know, the, the city kind of go in the direction that it's gone in the last couple of years. And, um, you know, with crimes increasing and um, there's and I travel so much, I see different cities on right. a day to day basis and the opportunity here. You know, it's 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 hard. Right. Pittsburgh's a very Pittsburgh is a very great city and a very safe city. Right. Uh, you can make an average income here or below average and you could still make ends meet, which is fantastic. Right. Um, but also the opportunity on the upside, you know, is is y there's not as much compared to other right. other cities out right. there. But it's just a matter of what do you want to get out of your life and everything. But yeah. I, I wish there was more of a community here, uh, which I think we're starting to see. There are guys like our age that are up kind of yeah. doing some different things like we talked about. Right. And um, there's a lot of good human beings here. Uh, one thing I've been always trying to start is like putting together a collective with people um, that it's a monthly, quarterly type thing. And. Um, but we really pour into each other and really help one another. Um, I'm launching a consulting type business here mm -hmm. in the near future, which I'm hoping that kind of grandfathers into to building that community or kind of leading right. that 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 community because connecting people together is like the best part about you yeah. know um, life. That was my biggest takeaway from the event, other than the picture I told you about with Veda. But like just the the amount of people that came up to me and said. You know, I've been following so-and-so on social media. We do the same thing in the same industry. We've never talked. And now we got this collab lined up. We're going to go shoot this thing or do this thing or work on this painting or project together. And, like, so many people came up to me afterwards even, like, it was just, like, or, like, DM'd me and was, like, dude, you've inspired me to pick up a paintbrush again or, like, tap into this again. Um, so, like, yeah, just the connectivity of, you know, seeing people in one room, uh, you know, because the potential there is, is honestly limitless. Like it's, it's however far they want to take it, you know, yeah. and being able to foster that, there's something special about that and bringing people together. 100%, man. And, and that's why I enjoy being a, a co-host to this guy over here, bro. Like opportunity here is limitless, bro. Because like you said, although there's not much going on here, who's going to be the first to help and make it yeah. come back? You know what I'm saying? And in my head, my only goal is, and you can ask him, I ask everybody the same question. Do you believe you could change the world? Because me personally, bro, there's nothing in this world that can stop me from doing that. For sure. Not a single thing. Not yeah. a single human. Not a single person. Not nothing. Yep. And the reason why I believe that is, bro, it doesn't take much. Just care. Yeah. Just by us connecting right now, you just said that you want to build a coalition of people who just genuinely care and want to build something, right? 
Why not here? Yeah. Why not bring it back here? Eventually, we'll all have more celebrity friends, more people to, to see that never even been to Pittsburgh, never even considered Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. And it, to your point, it just it starts with caring. Mm-hmm. And that's that like empathy is such an amazing characteristic. Now, you got to be careful because people take advantage of that empathy right. for sure. sure uh, I just was in a situation that I that that was a very difficult experience. Um, to, to realize just being taken advantage of in some capacity, but you realize you don't want to change who you are. You just want to be more alert moving forward. 100%. Because I don't ever want to not be good to people and I don't ever want to not help people. Mm. If you get taken advantage of, okay, like, I see you. I'll, I'll learn from that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to go that way and I'm going to continue to help people and, and I'm going to, you, you've now unlocked it to make me even better to people in the future. Mm. Mm. You know, through, through that and through that experience that I had, kicked my ass and it hurt real bad, but it also made me say, all right, be more protective, be, right. be more intelligent, more aware of situations. And the minute you see somebody acting or navigating the way that you don't, just cut it and move on, which is how it should be. And that's been my rule of thumb. Right. And, and this situation in particular was one of the few that got through the cracks and, and ended up kind of infiltrating things. And, um, but it, it, it was the best thing that could have happened, especially at the trajectory we're on right now. And I got to be a little bit more cautious with people I right. kind of right. interact with. Um, I had a girl, uh, Desue, she wrote a book about me. Um, so yeah, this was, a, I found out about it a couple months ago and she wrote a book about a year and a half ago about me and um, never met the girl, never saw the girl in my life. She talked about us hooking up and stuff. And um, what? Yeah, it, was, uh, it was a really wild experience. To, <laughs> You yeah. got fans like that. I want no smoke yeah. with that. Yeah, <laughs> right now. Hey, yeah, it was wild. Stay over there, shorty. Stay <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> over Think there. about that as a possibility. <laughs> like, I read a whole book. For, I, I can't even finish my own book, let alone a <laughs> fictional one about something. Yeah. You wrote a full fictional book yeah, about it was, me? It was wild because that was like, that was an, an experience. Like, I felt violated. Yeah. Right. Like, extremely violated. Right. And she didn't mention my name, but she described me to a T, talked about the clients that I worked with, and that's when I had to get, le- you know, legal involved. Right. Um, and we handled it pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, man, it's like the, you realize there's people out there that are just leeches and mm-hmm. parasites. And it's crazy because the fact that somebody lives their life in a capacity where they're trying to hurt somebody or trying to take advantage of someone is so far from who I am. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't register with me that people do that. It's, it's crazy. It's a very deep hurt that someone has to go through in their life to get there, yeah. to want to hurt someone yeah. else yeah. and be like, I want you to feel this too. Yeah. Like right. it's, it's pretty crazy. When well, and that, and that, that point, man, my, where my mindset goes with those situations or I don't spend a lot of time getting angry about right. people anymore. I, I shifted my mindset to, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like I, that person, they're missing out on so many good things about life purely by the way that they navigate. Right. Because right? that person could have hit me up if they needed help in some capacity, and I would have given all the time in the world if they, right. you know, if they if they needed something. Or, or right. but to try to 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 try to do that to another human being and take advantage of them and it's not cool. um, yeah, it's wild. I'm working on a book like that about Trey. There you go. <laughs> Listen, he tells me about it on the low, and then he acts like it, he acts like it's a joke. But I got a feeling it's really happening. You know what I mean? It's coming out next week on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I just told. I said the guy played for Penn State for seven years. Ah, uh, then you picked the rival school. That's how I switched it. Listen, you, you can't, can't trace the rival it. school. You should have said at least West Virginia. <laughs> That's closer than relative. I could have I could have made it a D3 school. That would make more sense. That would make more sense. We had a conversation the other day, and uh, somebody had uh, expressed that Division Three was a lot like Division One, 
And I said, to what capacity? Up, I said, to, <laughs> I had to slow down. Yeah. I was very calm at first. Then it was like this. I was like this. I said, to what capacity? Like, you yeah. know? And again, I don't, I don't hit on nobody's structure and how they, they had to get down, man. But playing at a Division One sport, bro, you, you're damn near with the team 320 days of the of year. Of course, yeah. Out of 365 days, you're with them 320. You know what I mean? And at that point, bro, it was just like that commitment. Yeah, there's cool. some marriages don't even last that yeah. thing long. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to do yeah. that for as long as I did that, bro, like I tried not to get fired up, man, but I'm a firecracker sometimes. <laughs> man. I get it. Sometimes, man, sometimes you get you get proud enough where it's like, all right, I need to I need to respectfully you know what I mean? situation. I, yeah. I got a big heart, you know yeah. what I mean? And I, I've tried sometimes, I gotta calm myself down. I was telling him the other day, I was like, I really do get upset when people don't hit me back. Like, I gotta, I gotta work on that. <laughs> like, I, gotta, I actually gotta work on that. What, as far as just can, like responding? Or just like, anything. This, this man will be like, like, he'll be so fired up, he'll be like, this dude didn't text me back for like three days. And I'm like, okay, and then like a week will go by and I won't even hear anything. He'll be like, yeah, I had like three meetings with them and like, blah, and I'm like, Bro, you were so worked up about this a week ago, and they, that dude just had to get back to you. Dude, on my phone right now, I've probably, I probably checked this morning. I have like 85 text messages <laughs> that I need to respond to. But here's the messed up part. I'm just as bad as that person. <laughs> I don't answer my yeah. phone. I need to hear him like say that, and then you know, a week later, he's like, yo, it's all handled. We're good. And I'm like, you were so fired up about this. Because I know when I'm irrational. You know yeah. what I mean? I know when I'm irrational. No, I, 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 get, I get there are certain times where I get frustrated when I don't get a response to this, you know, but then I just tell myself, like, that person has shit going on. Yeah, They're busy. busy. Um, how I operate is I have a pro uh, priorities. Like I respond to people in a priority where the relationship fits mm. into my life or the situation. Now, it doesn't mean I don't respect or don't want to respond to somebody, but I have so much going on right now that I have to put that on the back burner until I'm ready to actually give that person my time and my energy in order to be respectful of their time. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's... People get a little frustrated with me on that standpoint, you know, because it's human nature. Then you see me on Instagram doing stuff, but then I'm not responding to a text message. So people take that a little bit personal too, you know, so, but there's a balance as well. Like I'm, I'm a human as well. Like I have my own life. You got your own thing going you on. Know, and I'll, but I'll get back to you. And if I don't, like, yeah, we're good. See, my, my biggest thing is, I'm going to ask you what type of person you are. Are you the type of person who reads a message, but don't respond until you're ready to respond? Or... Did you leave it unread just so you don't let them know that you read it already? It depends. <laughs> it depends the person, the situation, what what I have going on. Right. Um, I miss a lot of messages because there's just so much, you know, I'm navigating through a lot right now. But there are times where, like, you know, I'll read it and I'll respond a week later. Right. Yeah. There are times where I'll, I'll, I've always been known as somebody that responds very quickly. Right. When I was in medical sales, I had doctors that would email me 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, I'd answer right away. And they had a joke about it that I would often respond before they hit send. <laughs> but that's how I built the trust. And even right. in the suits in the right. beginning, there was never a missed text message. Right. Yeah. But now physical capacity just doesn't allow that to happen. Yeah. And if I get into it, you got to remember, they're just text messages, but they're also conversations. Right. That conversation right. could be 50 text messages back and forth, right. which I don't have the time to do to that do all, all that. the time. Right. Yeah. So it's... You really got to step back in today's world and look yeah. at that. Sometimes it's like if you kind of flip that and like you said, you got to you got to understand maybe them not responding to me right now is is more respectful because they want to give the conversation time. Yeah. Right? And like I don't have that time, so I can shoot you a quick yeah, sounds good or like okay or thumbs up emoji or something. But like that's more disrespectful than like actually like putting it on on red and coming back to it and being like, all right, let me think through this. I'm gonna call you now and yeah. process through this. My biggest problem is, is like when people set meetings and then don't follow through. You know what as I mean? As far as they just don't go? They either don't show up. Oh, you're done at that point. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. for me, like 
and this is going back to the I hate when people are late. Yeah, yeah. The number one guy in the world for being late, by the way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. He did roll in at 9.15. <laughs> Never will be a more late person. That's guy. why I sent him down to get you. I, the team was on time. I, I was it. up here working. We were getting the mics straight. We got some new mics today. But, but no lie, man. Like, if you at least, if you're going to do something and you say you're going to do it and you don't do it, then that's when it's a problem with me. Yeah. Like, I, I typically don't care. If you, if you can't respond, you can't respond. I don't care, but we're all busy. Yeah. But if you're telling me you're going to do something and you don't do it, man, now I can't trust your word. Yeah. And in a certain realms, right, I set a meeting with somebody who's very famous to some degree, right? I don't care if you have any fame behind your name. I'm treating you as the man yep. and the human that you are. Yep. If you do not follow up to those standards for yourself, right, mm -hmm. how can I trust you to do any business? Yeah. Right? Because your fame's going to run out. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I won't. If you, if you miss a meeting with me, I'll just, I'll never meet with you again. Like, I have, you have one shot with that. Unless there's a legit, logical explanation sure, yeah. that doesn't sound like bullshit. Yeah. But my, you know, my time is valuable. Your time is valuable. Yeah. I just, that's one thing. I just, I don't, I don't tolerate that. Like, I don't. Because then mentally you're, you're already having a conversation in your head leading up to that meeting that you're preparing. Right. So you're now investing an hour before that meeting. Yeah. The time that you could have put other things in there that could have been a monetary thing or if I just want to sit on my ass for Yeah, even hour. just your mental health of just relaxing. Yeah. You need that time, dude. So I totally agree. I mean, I'm, I'm like just getting into that. I feel like I'm in your like tie stage of yeah, your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I see the light and I'm like heading there, but like, I'm, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't know what the city's going to look like yeah. yet that I'm building. So time, same man. thing, I'm learning about time and like, you know, like the worth of that time, you know? And yeah. I used to say yes to every single project that came across my, my inbox, you know, and that got me here. Yep. So I'm not, I'm not ungrateful for that, you know, but, um, but yeah, you do have to learn that if you're trying to pursue something eventually is like the value of your time. For and sure. That's, and that's the biggest thing for me, man. And that's the only thing that it's about is because we only have so much time on this earth, right? So again, I'm not going to waste your time. If I make a promise to you and, you and I tell you something, I'm going to be there 10 minutes, 15 minutes early. You know what I mean? That's just how I am. Yeah. So when I find people who don't take that serious within themselves, like you don't respond back. And it's simple stuff. Like it can never. If you say that you're too busy, just tell me you're too busy. I'm not even going to waste your time because I know you're too busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I appreciate that, bro. Go do your thing. Yeah. But it's the people who don't respect that because I'm also very busy. Because they're also expecting me to answer right now. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like let's be on the same communication then. Yeah. It's like if you're going to waste my time, I'm not going to take the time to spend with you. For sure. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. So I've learned this over time, man, even just being through football and playing such a di difficult thing to do, man, because not everybody can be a football player. Some people think they can be, but until you put those pads on and go against another grown man, it's different. Yeah. Do you have any pictures of you in your playing days? I have one picture from college. I was 200 and like th uh, 228 pounds or something, so like 30 pounds heavier now. You have to give that. I, I got to get it. It's I got to see what the swag looked like. It's I got to see the swag. Well, the, uh, the college one was awful. What kind of face mask were you rocking? Uh -oh. I had the double bar. Yeah. The, the okay. bar on the side, yeah. yeah the shut on. Yeah. We, 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 my freshman year is when they made the big, the big push to switch the helmets. Okay. okay. So they had like that, the first one that was like indented on the side. It was more of a longer, mm -hmm. longer uh, helmet. I can't remember who the hell it, who made it. It was either the the Revo Speed or the uh, the DNA the Shoot DNA. It was the one that had like the on the side it dropped down. Um, I'll have to find yeah. it. Yeah, I love to see this, bro. You gotta do the segment. We're with the oh, stylist. Yeah. You gotta do customize your jersey. Yeah. All right, so a uh, segment we do on the episode with our guests, and you know we'll kind of maybe like wrap up with this. 
um, is it's called the uniform segment. So it's uh, you know spelled Y O U like yeah. uniform, real you know kind of like, 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 like it works you know. <laughs> so uh, so we're gonna ask you like pick a team could be college maybe you do your alma mater or you pick a pro team. We've had a ton of submissions for Steelers. We've done like some NFL, some college. Some, we've done a bunch of pick give us something teams. different. Whatever you're feeling, give us a, a look from helmet, jersey, pants, and then I'm gonna mock it up in the edit, and we'll we'll bring it to life on the episode. So so just pick any of the. So like, basically, give me a concept uniform from head to toe, and then like describe it to me, and I'm gonna mock it up. Well, I've seen you. You just did one with uh, Kenny Pickett for. I did a concept. Beer, with, yeah, I put him in an Iron City uniform. Yeah. yeah. So what, who picked that one? So that one was just I just did that one. So <laughs> I just got bored and just did that. Um, but yeah, we've done uh, so like like Benny Snell came on. He yeah, was the first that. guest that I had do this segment, and it went crazy. Like everyone was like either hating it or loving it. Uh, and then we did it with uh, Wormley, Chris Wormley from the Steelers. He did like a Pirates mashup with Pirates Steelers. A uh, bunch of your teammates from Pitt have done. You know, different pit uniforms, whatever. Um, so I didn't know if, like, you could maybe give us, like, a little insight from the fashion industry. Like, if, they, if the Steelers or whatever team came to you and yeah. said, hey, design our uniforms. Yeah, for sure. What well, I, I think my favorite stretch of uniforms, which they're, they're starting to do, and even if we just did it for Duquesne, just because of being the alma mater, um, is, like, I like the black and the gray and, like, the, the muted tones mm -hmm. that kind of all fade together. Mm. Oregon does a ton of the cool yes. stuff with their uniforms. Right. Um, but I think that would be probably my, my thing. Is it kind of like a Brooklyn Nets-ish okay. yeah. slash Oregon type, uh, type look to it? Like the charcoal and black and like kind of... And like a, like a sleek silver or... Okay. I just, I like simplicity that wows you. No, mm. are we still getting pops of like red and blue? No. I think for this one, we would just keep it all with, all... with the, the monogram colors from okay. the three blends of that. Helmets like that as well. Any like logos? What are we feeling on the side here? Well, that I so I there was a lot of flack with the new Duquesne logo, with the the new D that they yeah. just changed. I actually think it's really cool. Okay, I, I like it a ton. Okay, so I like that a ton, and I even maybe throwing that on the center plate, Ooh. a large plate there, so and like having a patch in the for like a hockey jersey. Patch instead of the having the numbers there, doing okay. that in the centerpiece would okay. be kind of dope, okay. and then maybe. Maybe you put the number at the ch like a, the C for a captain yeah, or yeah. something like that. Number we'll put there. it on the arm or something. Okay, cool. okay. I like it. Dude. I like that too. Yeah, we're we, gonna... we could we could sprinkle in actually. Let's do that because like my tattoos, they're all they're all like black, but I have pop a color in there. Yeah. Um. So little, maybe we could actually sort of do that with the uh, with the trim in the red and the okay. blue for Duquesne. Okay. So, but keep it super subtle. Maybe around the 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 the, the D on the stomach plate or chest yeah. plate or whatever accent around the numbers or something okay. but it has to be very minimal very color. subtle okay. okay maybe even on the belt loops we do something cool each belt loops a different color or something uh -oh. that'd be kind I of like crazy. that okay. i like that <laughs> so, so, no my question is okay and this is gonna be my last question i promise so now say david allen does make it to the nfl right yeah. and you see all these athletes now rocking walking down to the uh to the plane with their swag yeah, they get sure. their photos what is david allen wearing for his swag to get on the plane. I gotta know what you walking down, yeah. photo shoot, GQ, <laughs> what we wear. So I, I've been fortunate to do work with a handful of athletes that have, have I've got to see the, the follow up from bomber jackets to suits. And I'm just, man, I'm big in that, that standpoint of anything style. Like I don't always wear suits, okay. but I do think there's nothing more powerful than a, than a gentleman that is dressed like just with a very well tailored suit. 
but I don't like it to just be a traditional suit. I like to play around with colors. I like right. to play around with the design. Um, one of my favorite looks um, that I've ever had is a, is a pinstripe look, mm. but doing the pant is the pinstripe and the jacket being a solid jacket to kind of accent the pins. Okay. Uh, and the shirt I have on is a, a, it's a mandarin collar. So they're a little bit different. They're a little mm, bit uh, non-traditional. I like that. Yeah, so I try to do some the Asian culture. I love that yeah. they definitely keep it tight up here. That's one of my favorites as well. Yeah, for sure. So I, I would probably roll, roll with something like that with like a crazy, and I like the wide pinstripes more than ever too. I don't like the traditional thin ones. Okay. So doing more of a wide pin, um, you know, some Chelsea boots or some shoes like this and throwing on a solid jacket. And okay. I always go with my, my glasses as a little bit of a touch. Yeah. So. Ooh, eat it. But you gotta put them on slow though, like this. <laughs> just so they know you walking down the runway one time. It's a fashion show, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> do it right. Sure, dude. So when's the next David Allen fashion show? So we just announced uh, yesterday, it's gonna be Saturday, October 14th. Mm. So we're trying to find a venue right now. We've done the last three outdoors. Um, this year, I just don't want to deal with the headache of watching the damn weather. It's weather, dude. It's brutal. Um, I can only imagine. Yeah, we've, we had one get canceled like an hour before the event in the past. It's Pittsburgh, man. Yeah, yeah. And we, well, the one event planner we used ended up, uh, he stole our money and canceled the event about an hour before. Bro. Yeah, I'm not going to say who it is or anything. Offline, I'll tell you guys. You want to say, because I got to know, because I don't want to yeah. stay away. Yeah, so that was brutal. And then the last two, man, we we did one on Grandview in 2019. Okay. We shut down Grandview, had two years off because of the pandemic. And then last year we did it um, at Bay 41 in Lawrenceville. Okay. This year we're looking to do it at 31st Street Studios where they do all yeah, the movies. We actually looked into uh, 31st Street when we were look, planning the, uh, the exhibit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't tour it because they weren't available on that date, but it was on our list. Yeah, yeah. they, they told us they can't promise this far out because obviously right. if a movie comes right. in there... Um, but yeah, so we're hoping that that works out for us for this year's event. We're trying to figure it out, but we were going to do one on the Clemente Bridge before. Okay. Uh, we're looking High School on the 50-yard line. Right down Joe Montana <laughs> Stadium. Um, yeah, so it's October 14th. Where this year is going to be pretty crazy. We're, we're we got a lot of celebrities already lined up to come in for it. So. That's awesome. Oh, man. That's huge, man. You bring love back to the city, man. Appreciate that's one that we just talked about. So I commend you for that for Thank sure, you. man. Thank for you, guys. Sure. Yeah. Well, dude, this was great. Thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. Um, is there anything that you want to you know, plug, I know you just plugged the show. Is there anything else upcoming with the, the brand you want people to look for? Or I yeah. know you got the app and all that stuff. Um, how, I guess maybe the question is, someone listening right now and they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to uh, get a suit from you, maybe for a wedding or whatever? Yeah, so a couple different things. Um, from an update, we're launching, uh, next month we launch uh, stretch clothing. So it's called Flex Fabrics. It's all stretchy suits um, at a lower price point. So $4.99 for a suit. Pants are like 200 I'm joggers. I'm really excited. I've it's a cool product, this. man. Yeah. yeah, we're excited to get that launched. And then, um, you know, hopefully signing this week on a new storefront for a 10-year lease for a new spot. Congratulations then we're gonna, again. Thank you, man. And then we're going to navigate towards uh, Lauderdale, Tampa, Columbus. We're going to kind of be branching all over the place at this point and just continue to do some stuff from a movie production standpoint and really get involved in higher-end media and higher-end production. So... Um, David Allen is my, um, Allen is A-L-A-N, is all my Instagram, so David Allen Style. Facebook's just David Allen, and then DavidAllenClothing.com is our website. You can book anything on there. Um, we have a self-measuring app, which we developed last year. So basically, you set your phone on the table, you stand on the, uh, with your hands down, it takes two photos, and it measures you. Um, so we got that developed about it's a year dope. ago. It's pretty I was, crazy. I was playing with it last night, and I actually, like, I clicked on it and clicked next, and the next screen was literally trying to, I'm, like, laying in bed, like, 
And I'm like, oh God, I hope this doesn't record me. Because I'm like looking at <laughs> yeah, it. Like, this is like real dark, like looking at my Double face. <laughs> I was like, swipe off. Like, <laughs> Dave's gonna see me messing around on his ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, we don't get any of the photos from a privacy standpoint. Um, but yeah, man, the future's bright. I, I always just kind of end with like, you know, if there's something somebody's chasing, you know, just believe in yourself, surround yourself with the right human beings, just be around good people and always do what's right. Always take the high road. And I always commend people for just working their ass off because my life has completely changed in a, in a short amount of time. Five years is really the, the bread and butter of what we've kind of committed to. Um, been in business 13, 13 years or so from an entrepreneurial standpoint, seven for the clothing, but that first five and that seven spin for clothing was, was crucial and it just takes a lot of work. Sure. So I appreciate you guys. You guys are doing great stuff. So yeah, this is good. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, man. Really appreciate Thanks. you. Absolutely. I'll look out for that car, man. When you got any extra, you know, change laying around, you want to throw one my way? Just let me know. I got right. you covered. I'll give you. <laughs> appreciate <laughs> you, bro. For yeah, real. of course. Thank, Thank you, so you guys. Much. Appreciate, appreciate you so much, man. Thank yeah, this was great. All right, man. What an episode. That was such a great conversation with David. I, I like thoroughly enjoyed having him here in the studio, and uh, I think he inspired us to like you know do something here in the space. I'm really excited for like the. You know, he was he was hyped up about like, our little studio here. So. We ain't even at the full capacity just yet, man. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. very excited, very yeah. excited. But uh, yeah. he, he's definitely, a, it was a good, good, good time to have him here, man. Definitely showed us a, a lot of different things about him that I didn't know of. Yeah, he has a, he's a different perspective on things. And, you know, it's just that true entrepreneurial spirit that, you know, you have to have to be successful in that industry. He has it. And, um, yeah, grateful for that. And hopefully it's, like, not our last time working with him. So Hopefully. I think yeah. it's not, though. I think yeah. he's going to come back and be yeah. like, hey, <laughs> Vinny Trey, let's yeah, let's, let's do, do it. Something. Let's do you know it. Mean? Yeah. Well, without further ado, man, uh, we have the shoes here. So if you guys have been following, did a pair of custom shoes. Actually, Sneaker Swap reached out to me, and they were like, hey, do do some Pittsburgh-themed shoe for a, a raffle to give away at the event. And, like, I honestly, like, I've done so many Steeler shoes, and, like, there's so many, so many variations of Steeler <laughs> shoes I can do. And I'm happy to, like, you know, keep pumping them out for people to wear. But for a giveaway, I'm like, I gotta do something new people get hyped about, you right. know what I mean? They're like, I, I, kind of a good transition here because he's so involved in like the wrestling community and WWE. So I was like, grew up a huge WWE fan. One of the like Pittsburgh subculture, like things that the wrestling fans remember is that there was this Hell in a Cell match in the summer of 1998 between mm. The Undertaker and Mankind. Took mm. place right here in Pittsburgh. Right here. At the Civic Arena. Um, if you're not familiar, it's the one where like mankind got like choke slammed through the cage onto like thumbtacks and, and thought he had, died. Like, a hole in his lip. There's a whole documentary on like <laughs> how crazy that match was. You should go check that out. But I did a pair that like commemorates that match. Um, you know, people were either like really like confused they had never heard of that before, right. or they were like, "Yo, this is the dopest thing I ever seen in my life." <laughs> so we did some raffle tickets. We're gonna pick a winner right here live on the show out of the fresh new athletic aesthetic merch. Go cop some. BC2R.com slash merch. Here we go. Right, you want to pick the winner? You got to get a drum roll first. All right, go for it. Pick it out. <laughs> and the winner is... All right, read the name and we'll reach out to him. Can you read The it? Closet Pittsburgh. Got to work on your handwriting, dog. I ain't... <laughs> I gotta, we got to go back to grammar school, cuz. <laughs> the Closet Pittsburgh. No, dude. I, um... Yeah, so... People are going to think this is freaking rigged. I'm pretty sure he put the event together. Can't go. <laughs> no, <Get home. laughs> no, he bought the tickets. I, I wanted to give that like precursor there that like most people that bought tickets are like my boys. So no matter who <laughs> like won this event, people are like, this shit's rigged. Dude. <laughs> Listen, so, like, you could do. All your tickets are here. I'll give you the, you know, we'll, we'll post each individual ticket on the, no, I'm just kidding. 
That's they're not all here. Right. Congrats to the closet, man. I'll bring these over, give these to you. Appreciate you guys for entering. Thanks for having us at the event. Um, anything else before we sign off here today? Man, it's Trey Tipton and VC2, man. We're coming to you live in five, four. Finish what? it. Just finish it. Three, two, one. Yep, that's all you had to do. This is the end. Yeah, I know. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>